Hello and welcome to Let It Be. This is episode two. So, Brooke. Yes. <laughs> Last year, you wrote a post that had me absolutely fist pumping. I have to first of all compliment you on the title because being an editor, I'm big on post titles and oh. the power of them. So, congrats on the title. But Thank you. Now that I've given it that big build up, and I know you guys are all wondering what it is. So, Brooke wrote a post. She called it The World Doesn't Owe You a Room with the View. And I'll summarise it. So she says, Last Sunday I came across a brief interview with a high-profile Australian fashion designer where she was asked for her best travel tips, experiences and recommendations. One of the questions she was asked was, what's your best tip for getting the most out of a holiday? And her response really pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) She said, act like a first-class person. Walk into the hotel and make them believe that you are, in fact, worthy of special treatment. Even if the accommodation you are given is perfectly acceptable, act a little disappointed. Suggest that the room you saw online was a little bigger or had a balcony or enjoyed a better view. More often than not, you will be upgraded or moved to a better room. And Brooke says, This entitled point of view is one of the things I believe to be wrong with the world. This person is privileged enough to be travelling to far off beautiful places, but that is not enough. She has decided that as a first class person, and what does that even mean, she deserves more. The hotel room is not enough. She deserves a bigger one. The plane seat is not enough. She deserves a first-class one. The experience of travel or relaxation or pampering or adventure is not enough. She deserves better, merely because she is there and she is important. Damn it. (laughs) So as you can probably tell, today we're talking about entitlement and privilege and the whole concept of deserving. Mm. And I'm just going to kick off, Brooke, because I have a real problem with the concept of deserving insofar as I cringe when I see someone say they've you know got something like you know someone makes an announcement on Facebook that they've won an award or they're going on a holiday or whatever and everyone jumps on and they're like oh that's so great you so deserve it and I always flinch a little bit because I feel that in suggesting that someone deserves something it means that someone else does not Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that Brooke? I agree. I know. I, I, I really. I, I agree. Um, I probably didn't always. I just don't think I ever thought about it. Mm. The power of the word deserving. Mm-hmm. But um, I've kind of been thinking about it a lot over the last few years, and it's true. If you say you know you deserve it, the implication can be that the other person or the other people or whatever you know whatever the situation is, they did not, mm-hmm. uh, and that does not sit well oh. with me. It doesn't feel good it feels gross you know to and and then that goes into the whole idea of you know putting someone's work or someone's value higher than another person's Mm -hmm. and that is not something that I am okay with at all like Mm -hmm. yeah increasingly not okay with that I think the the older I get the more aware I am of how fortunate I am as well yeah like that's even more gross you know when people are like oh you deserve that new car you deserve that you know expensive holiday I'm like oh Maybe, but what? Why? Why does why does one person deserve it over another? You know, and yeah, I think because I, I do feel that the, the word "deserve" does have that connotation yeah. of you deserve it, but someone someone else doesn't. And it's all and it what it does. I feel is it brings 
entitlement into the conversation. Yeah, and I think that's the part that I have a problem with yeah. because there are people who are deserving of, you know, good fortune, like people who work really hard or, you know, or, you know, who are very generous with their time. Like they deserve recognition, fine, but, but I think are they entitled that's to right. that recognition? Exactly. And I think that's the distinction, isn't it? Is exactly. that what exactly are we as people in this world entitled to? Yeah. And I think we're entitled to you know, your, your basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like we're entitled as human beings to safety, yeah. to enough food and water to nourish us um, and security and love. And beyond that, everything else is a bonus. Mm-hmm. It should be a bonus. But I think that that's the – okay, I'm going to sound like, yeah, I don't know, some, a seven-year-old. I'm going to say this is the problem with the world today. <laughs> Young people Is that we days. feel like we are entitled to far more than just those basic needs of security. Do you feel we are entitled to more than those basic needs? Um, I, no. No, like, no. Because making a disapproving look at me. She didn't realise it though. <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe that's just her thinking. Well, no, that's just my resting bitch face. <laughs> it's just my face, Kelly. Thanks heaps. Sorry about that. <laughs> Painting a picture here. <laughs> Sorry, that See, is seriously just my face. This is why we shouldn't do podcasts yeah. like in, in the presence of each other. It just gets, <laughs> we, just, we just descend into giggles. <laughs> um, I... It's difficult, actually. It's a difficult question to answer mm. because at some point I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm incredibly privileged um, and who am I to say what people are entitled to because I come from a place of like comfort and, you know, f- like a fortunate life. And not, I'm not talking about a fortunate life in terms of, you know, I was given a Mercedes-Benz on my 16th birthday and went to an expensive yeah. girls' school. <laughs> but, like, you know, a really privileged life in a whole host of ways. So for me to say that p- other people aren't entitled to good fortune yeah. is, like, that's a crap thing to say because yep. I have, have had and am fortunate enough to have had that kind of life. So... Um, I feel like it's an uncomfortable thing for me to say because, but mm. I don't think that anyone is entitled to it. But I also think that if you know, if that's where you f- happen to find yourself, rather than more entitlement, have yeah. that gratitude, <laughs> and you know, then turning it around and being generous and like, bouncing that back, you know, back into the world rather than just like grabbing it and going more, more, more. Yeah, because um, actually, that's quite a good, quite a good segue. Because the, the question in my head is, I I know something that sits not badly with me but that I grapple with a lot is my own personal privilege Mm. so I um, was born to two parents who love each other who treated each other well who brought up their kids with a lot of love um, and I always felt safe in my own house Um, there's just so much that I took for granted growing up you know we had enough we weren't rich we um, but we had enough for what the basics that we we had enough for everything that yep. we needed um we've gone on to have you know marry people that are you know to say i can this is something that i've always taken for granted the fact that i can lie next to my husband in bed and feel safe yeah whereas yeah. you know and it's only kind of in the last year that like someone i know it's come to my attention that for a long time they weren't able mm. to do that you know they didn't feel safe in their own house so you know, there's so many levels of privilege that I've taken for granted my whole life. Um, and that privilege sometimes sits, I just don't know what to do with it. But yeah, I like yeah. that, what you just said about the fact that instead of worrying about how much privilege you've got and just be grateful for the good things in your life and then look to pay it forward. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I really like that concept. Yeah, because I think otherwise it can really easily become entitlement. You know, yeah. I think that, that privileged life, which I, I'm the same, you know, it's really similar to things that I've just taken for granted. Yeah. And until you start to think about it in a critical kind of way and think, well, yeah. not everyone is as lucky. Um, it just was life and that's just how life happened. And, you know, why would it be any different? That really quickly can become. And when I was younger, most absolutely certainly was entitlement. Yeah. Like I was super entitled as like a 20-something. Yeah. Um, and again, not in like a, well, my daddy's going to give me a, you know, a boat, <laughs> but just in terms of, well, why wouldn't things work out for me? You know, why yeah. wouldn't I get that promotion? Why shouldn't I get that pay rise? Why, you know, of course I'm as good as anyone else for that job. Like, you know what I mean? That, yeah. and, and even when, you know, before I had my kids, I had my jewellery label and it was all about like stuff and that was just, we are on the, the, the ladder of, gaining status and that was something I felt entitled to yeah. because you you, you, you worked hard exactly you, <laughs> you know you get to this rung on the ladder and of course the next step is the next rung on the ladder which yeah. is different you know new house new car you know nice holiday whatever yeah uh, and it was I was just on that that merry-go-round that ladder whatever mm-hmm. and that's um like that was just the way it was going to be yeah and I never took the time to realize that a, not everyone has that privilege, yep. and B, you you don't actually have to just continue climbing that ladder. There are other things you can do. You yep. know, you can go, and that's kind of I've come to the realization that you can kind of absorb it and bounce it back out into the world. In, yeah, you know, in different ways, pay it forward. Yeah, because that's it. I think this is a tricky thing about you know, you don't want to call people out yep. for entitlement. Certainly, I observe it around me, but I don't really feel. Oh, it's not that I don't have the right to observe it, but do you know what it is that sole thing when you see behavior in other people that makes you uncomfortable it's usually because it's your own behavior exactly. that's being reflected, reflected back, back to you yeah. and I think that that's what happens when I, I I'm far more grateful and far less entitled nowadays because I used to be that person you know like I was saying to you before we we started recording you know I used to be that person on the plane that was like you know there's someone next to me snoring on a 14 hour flight and I would be outraged and angry and feeling like I should be you know I should be upgraded to business class because I paid money for this seat and this person is ruining my experience and uh, and not for a moment realizing the irony of like well isn't it amazing that you have the money to be able to get on a plane to go on a 14 hour flight somewhere because if you're going on a 14 hour flight from Perth you're going somewhere (laughs) (laughs) just quietly (laughs) Um, so yeah it's amazing that instead of you know being yeah privileged feeling the privilege of the fact that I've got you know when I my parents didn't have the money to just jump Mm -hmm. on a plane and go the places that I've gone as an adult instead of feeling that privilege I'm too busy being outraged because this person is ruining my experience that I've paid good money for um and I'm much much less that person these days and so when I observe the behavior in other people it makes me really angry and then I go hang on a minute you don't get to necessarily be angry because that you've been there you, done that. yeah you know but you know is there anything that we can do to make the per- the world a little bit less entitled mm. like is it gratitude do we just push gratitude on everyone <laughs> I, like i think gratitude gratitude absolutely um but also kind of understanding that if you come into it entitled and that's something i wrote about in that blog post if you come into a like a you know a situation with a view of entitlement yeah. you're not going to enjoy it because yeah. you know and uh, y- you you didn't enjoy that flight. That was no one else's fault, you know. And That's I didn't right. enjoy the job that I had because I was too busy lusting after my boss's job. Yep. 
that was because that was me, you know, that was my fault. Um, so I think to kind of understand that feeling entitled robs you of things, you know, it robs oh, you of absolutely. enjoyment of the thing that you already have, which is a flight somewhere. Well, that's because, you know, you know, if there's not someone snoring next to me on the plane, there's like, I want to be in the exit row. Exactly. Why am I not in the exit row? Like, yeah. Why is that guy in the exit row? He's exactly. not as tall as me. Like, And exactly what you're saying, instead of just going, hey, I'm on a plane to somewhere. Yeah. I'm... And- agitated because someone else got the exit row yep. seat like seriously I, if i could go back in time i'd give myself a slap you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i guess i'd love to just introduce the concept of karma here now because i think like karma and that in a whole concept of privilege and entitlement and deserving stuff all kind of work into it because we usually use the word karma in a bit of a negative way so far as we go karma will get them yeah and i know that i've said that possibly last month um (laughs) (laughs) the month from hell (laughs) yeah that being november which sucked um and when people you know which is frustrating me in general with their inability to fulfill promises um and yes i did out of the words karma will get them and i caught myself going you know, that's suggesting that they deserve bad things yeah. to happen to them. Yeah, that's and the that's, flip side of it. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably not a useful way to be thinking at all. So not to put you under any pressure, Brooke, but how do you flip that around? Um, Karma's – it's interesting, you know, because, like, I don't dislike the idea of, you know, there being this, like, bank in the sky yeah. of good deeds. But, um, I, that's not realistic, it's is absolutely it? Absolutely not, no. And, I mean, this – I don't know if this will be hypocritical or not, but like I don't like the world is not fair either. Yeah, and, you know, totally. no one is more deserving or less deserving of like, good fortune. It's just good fortune. It might be luck. It might be fate. Whatever yes. you know. And I think to kind of <laughs> give that an additional weight of karma <laughs> is a dangerous thing because you know then well, are you doing a good deed? To exactly. get a good reward. To build up the bank. Yeah. You know, whereas maybe if karma is a real thing, it would it would certainly not be like a points base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, particularly if you're the one keeping count of, you know, your good All deeds. All the things that you've yeah. done for everybody. Because I think then that is a... back to you. That's a different sense of entitlement. Like, yeah. But I've done all these good things for people. Where's my reward? Yeah. Maybe just do them because, because you want to do them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what about so, that concept of like what goes around comes around? Is that a bit the same? Do you reckon? It, it is, yeah. Um, you know, I think we're kind of taught that as kids to kind of make us feel better <laughs> when... indoctrinate Yeah. No, good stuff. Seriously. And also maybe just to feel okay about the fact that other people aren't doing good things, you know, because yes. the unfairness of it when you're yes. a kid is really hard to deal with. It's like, but, you know, it's not fair. I remember saying that I hate when I was a kid. It's not fair. <laughs> well, first of all, it's not meant to be fair, and that's something my parents were very happy to tell me. Yeah. The world's not meant to be fair. I told that to my six-year-old the other day. I don't know how much he took it in, but I did dish out the, mate, life's just that life's not fair yep. line to him, poor thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. a reality I'm, I'm for turning into my parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very slowly but surely, which is not a bad thing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but I think, you know, so we kind of taught that as, as kids to swallow that bit of pill, you know, what yeah. goes around comes around, he'll get his, she'll get hers. So really these concepts are just to make us feel better about how life is unfair. Exactly, it kind of tries to make it more palatable, the fact that sometimes it's just not going to be fair. It doesn't matter. You might not get the job, you might not, you know, get the stroke of luck and that's just life. That's it. And, and how do we do, so then how do we... Um, 
how do we deal with the fact that life is not fair? Do we just have to just sit with it and just be get just get comfortable with it? Because I think yeah. that's where I've gotten to in life. I've very much come to the conclusion that it might seem like a bit a bit negative, but it's not. It's it's more comforting to go. You know what? Life's not fair. Shit happens to good people. Exactly. Um, I've you know thirty eight now, so I've seen a lot of shit happen to really good people and I guess that that's why I've been able to become comfortable with the fact that life's not fair so we've got to just the good stuff that happens I'm just absurdly grateful for the good stuff now yeah and when bad stuff happens I think in the past I used to yeah rail against the unfairness and go I work hard I'm a good person why is this happening mm. to me? And it's all about, obviously, it's all about you rather than just looking at the event as it's just something. It's just life, yeah. It's yep. happened and you're going to deal with it and you're going to move on. And, and how you deal with it is up to you, yeah. I think. You know. And it's in your power to yep. decide. Like, If we get caught up thinking about the unfairness of, the, of it all and how we don't deserve these things to happen to us because you know we do the right thing yep. by people and... Da, 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 da. I think that that brings a lot of unhappiness with it. Yeah, and I think um, you know, and there's differing levels of that too. Because like, I didn't get the job. That's not fair. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. Maybe you weren't the most qualified person for the yeah. job, and you just don't want to see that. Like, yeah. That's... Or maybe you were, and you didn't get exactly. it, and you should have got it, and yep. you didn't get it. But oh well. That's, exactly. This is unfortunately what happened. Yeah. And then, life. but then there's like the big end of town, like cancer. You know, like yes. no one, no one deserves to get cancer. Exactly. But to say, you know, oh, I, I don't deserve this. Why does this happen to good people? Would you prefer it to happen to bad people? Like, you know, exactly. and who's a bad person, and it, why do they deserve it? Like, it's. I think, yeah. So I think just accepting it and sitting with it and doing your best to deal with whatever like circumstances are presented to you is probably the best, most sane way of, yeah. of dealing with those crappy things that happen because they do, you know, yeah. and it's not fair. Um, but to rail against that forevermore is not going to make you any happier. It's probably just going to make you pay attention to the, like, the inequities in your life. Uh, exactly. I definitely agree with that. I think that, yeah, as soon as you start worrying about deserving and karma and not, who deserves what and who's entitled to this and who's entitled to that, all that does is bring comparison with it. And we all know that comparison is the thief of joy. Exactly. Um, And it's just a fast track to unhappiness and anger and angst and and resentment. So do you have anything special to add to this conversation? Because I just feel like the way that you ended this post is a very – it did make me fist pump. Awesome. And so I just want to share with listeners how you finish this post because I just think it puts a really nice exclamation mark on the conversation. Fist pump away. Fist pump away, beautiful. So Brooke ends the post and she says, the world doesn't owe you a room with a view. Be grateful. Enjoy what you have. Soak up the experiences. And if you see someone else swanning about, believing the universe owes them a room with a bigger bathroom and newer sheets, let them have it. A worldview of entitlement is its own reward. Ouch. <laughs> Instead, allow your world to become an altogether more beautiful, generous, rewarding place by simply being grateful, present, and conscious. I believe that to be its own reward too. Fist bump. Fist bump. Hashtag fist bump. Hashtag exclamation mark. Good work, Brooke. 
And uh, don't forget, you can connect with us on social media if you so wish. Uh, Kelly's at Kelly Exeter on Twitter and Instagram and A Life Less Frantic on Facebook. And I'm at Brooke McCallery on Twitter and Instagram as well and Slow Your Home on Facebook. And, I mean, I know we're only just getting started, but if you're enjoying the show so far and want to help spread the word and get us in front of more people, um, it would be awesome if you could leave us a rating or a review in iTunes. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.